The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. It's the Movie Zone. Welcome back. I'm Austin Horton here with my good friend Johnny Lightfoot. We're here for another hour of movie chatter and nonsense. You ready, Johnny? I'm always ready, buddy. I'm super excited about today's show, though. You're not wearing glasses today. It's throwing me off. Well, I have them, but uh, I need to take them off so I can see. Huh? Well, I can't. I can. I need them for far, so things that are close up, like you, I don't necessarily need them. Really? Well, wow. Not that we're close up. We're social distancing, but you you're know what in I the mean. other room, man. I, yeah, we we have a wall between us. <laughs> we got a wall and a plate of three-inch thick glass, and actually, I think it's like five inches thick. But anyway, how are you? You doing good? I'm doing really good, man. How's the family? You know, everyone is just surviving. You know, we uh, all working at home and teaching the kid at home, and uh, how's that going? You know, I, I got to admit, it's tough being a teacher. Yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for teachers because uh, the biggest thing is he doesn't want to do his homework. Who does? Well, right. I didn't want to either. You know, <laughs> Teachers and it, don't want to give homework. And it's, it's kind of funny because I sit there and look at him and go, I know exactly what you're saying, man, because I didn't <laughs> want to do my homework either. But now I've got to be that guy and say, you got to do this homework. You got to read this. You need to do your math. What? How is the math? Did, did, were you good at math in oh, school? Oh, no, man. So you're struggling, too. Oh, yeah. You're relearning it with him. Well, it's like they, they talk, they're doing fractions, right? Oh, so, yeah. Uh, how old is he? He's 12. Sixth grade? Seventh grade? <clears throat> Sixth grade, yeah. Sixth grade, yeah. So uh, they're doing fractions, and I'm, I'm thinking back, and he starts talking about this stuff. I'm like, oh, I kind of remember this. I haven't heard about it since sixth grade, but I remember this. Got to find the common denominator. You know, flipping the fraction over instead of dividing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all coming back to me, but uh, I was not very good at math. I'm a musician, man. We count to four and start over. (laughs) How's stuff at your house? Sometimes six. Maybe. Because I can break it to three. (laughs) That's right. Oh, stuff's fine at our house. We're we're hanging in there. We're doing all right. Just speaking of uh, appreciating teachers, my mom's a sixth grade teacher. Oh, wow. Okay. We've been helping her quite a bit with uh, some of her stuff that she's having to do having to do and it's tough man it is teacher appreciation week yeah which is a weird time to have that one i'm all about it teachers but so so was your uh was your mom your teacher no she she went back to school long after i'd left the house okay because that would have been awkward right oh yeah she was my brother's teacher was that awkward for your cousin's teacher no they loved it really yeah did they get special treatment no they got worse treatment yeah they probably had a no that's not she'll not like me saying that she treated them the same as everybody. Okay. All right. I was a troublemaker in class. Could you imagine that? No way. Yeah. I no, was please. I was always singled out. Like, I remember having to have my, like, you know how the classroom set up the teacher's desk in front and then all the rows of desks behind it? Mine was always up next to the teacher. <laughs> you know, right in front of the blackboard. And yep, yep. Yeah, I was. Uh, we all remember that kid in our class. That was me, man. <laughs> totally me. That's not shocking at all. No, actually. no, no. It makes perfect sense. Right? Now, now, did you appreciate your teachers growing up or just now? You know, I, I did appreciate him growing up. It's, it's a totally different world. Like, I, I still remember my third grade teacher. Her name was Miss Blood. Which Blood? I thought, yeah, which I think is a killer name. B-L-O-O-D? Yes. Wow. Yes. And she's always, she, always, uh, she was always one of my favorite teachers growing up. But what I'm getting at here is I remember now my son's school, they call all their teachers by the first name. 
What? Yeah. It's, no. Yes. It's really weird. No. It's like I went Does in. Does he go to like some uh, liberal arts school or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. You know, those hippy dippy schools, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember going in and I was talking to the teacher and I was telling the same story about Miss Blood to her. And she, she turned to my son and said, see, they used to refer to them as, you know, the, 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 the proper way, Miss Blood, not random name Susan. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we were always taught growing up to call our our teachers Mister, Mrs., Ms. Yeah, Miss. Respect. Uh, last name. Our friends' parents was Mister and Mrs. Last name. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm working right now with my best friend's dad on a campaign thing, and it's weird because now I'm in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm calling him by his first name. It's weird, right? But growing up, it was always Mister last name. It and, doesn't you know. feel comfortable, right? It doesn't actually. No. Yeah, it's like if your if your neighbor or your friend's dad was named Doug, you can't go, "Hey, Doug." No, it's, just, it's wrong. It just feels wrong, man. That's Mister Doug to you. That's right. <laughs> so, well, our shout out to uh, the teachers out there. Hang in there. A couple weeks left, and then forget about everyone. Summer break, and hopefully it's longer than. It's like a month away, you know. No, no, a month. Yeah, less than a month. I thought they moved school into school to the second week of May. Because of all this stuff. And, well, my, my, my boy's out in June. Still wait until June, huh? Yep, yep. Well, good luck. Hang in there. And uh, you deserve a break as soon as it comes your way. we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk so much Star Wars, you're going to be sick of it. Ah, finally. Because of uh, May the 4th. That's right. Which I, I, I struggle with every year because I just want to punch everybody in the face. Why? Because they make the same dumb jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. May the 4th and then may the 5th be with you. Or uh, the 5th. The 6th. The 6th. The yeah, whatever. Yeah, may yeah. the 6th. Ugh, stop it. So, but we'll talk about Star Wars. Uh, that's our poll question this week we'll get to in segment two. We've got a From the Archives uh, movie to talk about that made me a cool kid. Oh, man, it was awesome. But it also ruined some movie franchises, too. I want to get into that a little okay. bit. And we have some news and notes to talk about. But first, we start each and every week out the same way. I send out a poll question every Sunday night. I find a DVD in my collection at home, and I send it out on Twitter and ask, is it good or is it bad? Mm-hmm. And this week's uh, uh, poll was about 1996's Sergeant Bilko. <laughs> Starring Steve Martin, Dan Aykroyd, Phil Hartman, may he rest in peace, Glenn Headley, may she rest in peace, and Chris Rock, among others. Sergeant Bilko, Johnny, good or bad? Bad, buddy, bad. What? Yeah, I'm not into it. Why? I don't know. I just couldn't get the vibe, man. I just... What are you talking about? I know. It's hilarious. Maybe? No, not maybe. (laughs) Maybe? Not maybe. Now, it didn't get great reviews. I think Rotten Tomatoes is like 30%. Right. Hello, they're with me on that one. But IMDb is 6 out of 10. That's better than half. (laughs) Barely. Barely better than half. (laughs) It's a divided crowd. The uh, the poll question yielded over 60 votes. Okay. 62% said good. Wow. 38% said bad. I can't help that all those people are wrong. (laughs) My undefeated (laughs) streak continues. All of my movies so far have been voted good. So obviously you love it. Love Sergeant Bilko. Yeah, what do you I'm love about I'm a Steve Martin guy. Well, I love Steve Martin, too. But no, just, you don't. You hate Steve Martin. No, I never said I hate get him. Into it. You couldn't get the feel I of it. I just couldn't get into Sergeant Bilko. I could get into, like, Martin stuff. Like, The Jerk? Are you kidding me? The Jerk? <laughs> Ro- Roxanne? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Yes! Yeah, for yes. sure. Yes! Daddy, or uh, a dozen? Uh, cheaper by cheaper the dozen? Cheaper by the dozen, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. One and two. Okay. 
and all his appearances with the Muppets back in the day. Oh man, mm. you know he's a very accomplished musician. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, Steve Martin and the Steep Canyon something or others, something or others. But he's Rangers, a ba- he's yeah. A, yeah, he's a banjo player. Yeah, he's great. We were doing a show um, in San Diego, and he was on the night before. We got in that night that he was performing, and I got to sit in my hotel room. It's uh, it's. In San Diego, it's a venue where the hotel surrounds the stage, and then there's water, and you go that. But I got to sit and watch him perform. And man, I got to tell you, he is seriously good. He's really good. Yeah. He's not just you know you all we all saw him get up in his comedy stuff and play banjo and joke around. But uh, when he gets down and dirty, that guy can play. Steve Martin and the Steep Canyon Rangers. There is you go. Name. You were right, man. Uh, and yeah, his his uh, banjo skills are unmatched. Absolutely. Fast fingers he's got there. Have you played the banjo? Seems um, impossible. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I have a banjo. Um, I can make a few twinkles and sounds on it. Bing, bong, bing, bong. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, actually, I should take that back. I can make some tones out of it and make some sound like I know what I'm doing, but I can only make it sound like I'm doing one thing. <laughs> You know, okay. <laughs> it's it's all about rolling your fingers. Yeah, you know, and I can do that, but uh, I'm not a banjo player. See, I I taught myself guitar a little bit okay. growing up, and just chords. Yeah, and I've I've uh, dabbled in finger picking here and there. I'm not sure. very good at finger picking. I can't. So I can't. I imagine banjo would be impossible for me. It's all about finger picking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The hardest part I had with banjo is it's so different than guitar. Like the chords are upside down and wrong to me. Are they? So it didn't make a lot of sense to me. It, plus, it's usually tuned to an open tuning, so you have to completely throw everything you know out the window and rethink. Mm, yeah. Well, there you go, uh, Sergeant Bilko, sixty. Something percent said good. So right. I'm undefeated still. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some news and notes uh, here in segment one. Y- you've seen Tiger King? Have we talked about Tiger King? <laughs> we have talked briefly about Tiger you've King. You've never seen it. I have seen it. Oh, okay. Oh, All yeah. Right. I even saw the, the episode eight. Oh, yes. Yeah, you were telling me. I haven't yeah. seen episode eight. Where it was uh, Joe McHale interviewing everybody. In serious form or soup, daily soup form or in, whatever? In serious form with some comedy. Okay. He was seriously asking, um, you know, uh, the, the the cast of characters, if you will, what they really thought about Joe, and uh, okay. and all that stuff, and about Carol. Did he talked to all of them. He talked to everybody, including Carol. No. Oh yeah, I no. didn't think she'd be part of it. No, Carol wasn't. But uh, Joe's husbands were. Okay. Um. Well, the ones that are alive. Yeah. Um. R.I.P. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he talked to everybody. He talked to the the hand that. Uh, no, no offense there, but the 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 person that lost their arm. Remember the very yeah, few episodes yeah, of it? Yeah, the gal that uh, lost mm-hmm. her arm to the animal. Yeah. Right, they talked to her. I mean, they talked to the majority of people in there, his campaign manager. And I have to say, one of them came out and said, that's not Joe Exotic singing. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, well, come finally. on. You hear his voice, it sounds, it sounds very much like this. Yeah. And then you hear this beautiful, deep, rich country voice. It's a great voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's not him. No. He paid someone? Oh, of course. God, that's such a sellout. Why did that musician? Why didn't that musician come out? Why haven't they said, hey, no. He probably signed an NDA. Yeah, but he's in jail. What's he going to do? Sue you. St- you can still sue people from jail. I guess you can. Gal. Yeah, th- that that musician, I hope he made a lot of money. I, I didn't. You, oh, you didn't? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're here with me. Uh, but there's, a, there's a, uh, some news about Tiger King out there. I'm kind of excited. Now, I have always said, whenever we play the game on the big show... Who would play Gordon, Jake, me in movies? Okay. I always go with the same guy for Gordon. Every time. <laughs> Do you really? Nick Cage. Yes. 
They they look similar. Yes. I think he could handle the quirkiness of Gordon's uh, personality okay. quite well. Uh, and it starts with the look, but I think that it would fit. Well, Nicolas Cage, and this is not going to make Gordon happy because a lot of people say Gordon looks like Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. Oh, no way. <laughs> and they're right. But Nicolas Cage is going to play Joe Exotic in a scripted series from American Vandal showrunner. I think it's going to be uh, on uh, CBS. Oh, it's part of CBS Television Studios. Nick Cage set to star. It's it's like a miniseries, yeah, scripted. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he will be playing Joe Exotic now, in, the, in that. The, called Joe Exotic, A Dark Journey into the World of a Man Gone Wild. Now think about this for a second. It's not too much of a stretch. If you think back in the 90s, Con Air, Nicolas Cage had that kind of mullet hair already going on. Right. Kind of had that same type of vibe as Joe Exotic. So I think it's a perfect fit. I think it'll be great. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I want to know who's going to play the other people. They haven't announced that yet, right? No, they, there's no... Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they have. Um, let's see. Second announced scripted series about the bizarre world of Tiger King. Oh, there's another scripted series uh, announced late last year where Kate McKinnon will be playing Carol Baskin. But that's a separate series than this one. She's going to do a great job at that. Oh, she'll be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved her. Uh, I lo- I, first of all, I love her. I think she's great in anything she does with any any role. But when she played uh, Hillary Clinton, she's great. <laughs> yes. And when she plays uh, 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 Warren, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, that's spot on, Dead Ringer. It? Yeah. Dead Ringer. Yes. So, so who, who did it better? Uh, Kate McKinnon as... Uh, who you just mentioned, or Tina Fey as Sarah Palin? Well, Tina Fey looked, sounded, and and was right? Sarah Palin. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, but uh, so I think the I think it's Tina Fey. I think she Carol uh, Kate McKinnon as uh, Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. I think now who does it better? Alec Baldwin as uh, Donald Trump, or Larry David as <laughs> Bern- Bernie Sanders? Ooh, I. I... Because I'm, I'm not convinced Bernie Sanders and Larry David aren't the same person. Yeah, it's, it's very possible. You never seen them in the same room at the same time, have right, you? Right, exactly. But I think I think Al, maybe because Alex done it longer, I, I kind of lean that way. But okay. <laughs> but he does it so good. Yep, yep, He's so good. All right, there you go. So there's some Tiger King news. Nick Cage gonna play Joe Exotic. I'm excited about that. Are you? Yeah. No, you don't care. It's exciting to me because I like to rib Gordon a little bit. <laughs> I'm excited because I I thoroughly enjoyed that series. It took me a couple episodes to get into it. I think we talked about this, but then it was just like, oh, I love it. I can't stop watching it. And see, I watched it, and it was. I'm glad I watched it because it was just ridiculous, (laughs) right? And it's, but it's. I don't need any more of it. Is it me, or did that really move fast from being just a Netflix show to making a movie? In a matter of months, movies, seems... TV shows. There's a weekly uh, comic book about it. Yeah, that that's moved really fast, yeah. hasn't it? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, it's it dropped of... March 20. Right is when it debuted. I know. So just over a month. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, now we're going to talk a lot of Star Wars today. Yes, we are. But before we get to segment two, we got two more stories, including this Star Wars story. And Johnny, as you know, when we talk Star Wars on this show, we have the Star Wars news sounder. Hit it. You like the sounder? I love it. It's the best sounder in the business. Absolutely. Good job. You've got a story about the Mandalorian, though. So, yeah. So, this was just coming out, of course, on May the 4th, that uh, Disney Disney Plus 
has now dropped a small little docu-series about behind-the-scenes making of The Mandalorian. Oh, wow. Yes. You're going to get to see how Baby Yoda works. Is that all how it works? It's not like a CGI thing? It's a no. robot? Yeah, yeah. Some of the shots, yeah. Oh, I cool. think when he's standing walking around, it was, uh, you know, when he was in his little, what would you call it, stroller? The egg thing, yeah. I call it a stroller, right? stroller. Uh, <laughs> the you know, fly, flying, flying, floating stroller. The, yeah. Some of it was CGI. Some of it was, you know, live action. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I think, I'm really excited. I think they did a great job. And of course, they started working on season two of that. They did? Yes, they did. I know uh, Taika Waititi is supposed to be directing Yes. the next saga of Star Wars. Yes, and now, he directed one or two episodes of season one of The Mandalorian. Yes, yes. So what I've heard is this will be the first time. Um, do you watch any of the Clone Wars stuff? Have you watched? That? I've seen a few. Yeah. So there's a Anakin's, final season of that. Is right. right. It just now. it just ended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the fourth, actually. <sighs> of course. So uh, there is Anakin has a Padawan. Okay. And this will be the first time she is portrayed live action and it's going to be in mandalorian season two and who will be playing her? i've got it here you got to give me a second to okay. pull that up yeah um but uh if you're not familiar i think it's asuka is her name and she usually wields oh is it rosaria dawson yes okay yes yeah. and she wields two uh two lightsabers one in each hand one in each hand that's cheating no nah. come on asuka hey man you can either have one blade or a double blade, but you can't have one blade in each hand. She's a kid. <laughs> you got to have two. That'll be really cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see how they're going to portray this. And I, I really dig The Mandalorian. I, I thought it was exactly what Star Wars needed. I mean, okay, let's be honest. The Skywalker saga is great. It's been going on for 40 years, though. There's got to be more people in the galaxy, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah. I love the fact that The Mandalorian has really gone that way. You know, who's a Mandalorian? You know, where is he from? Yeah. He, no one seems to have force powers except for the child. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I really like that. And I would like to see more Star Wars stuff done that way. And it's not Yoda. Correct. It's not Yoda. Yeah. But it could be. But it's Yoda's species. It could be a uh, a spawn of Yoda. Which I think it was. Mm. In fact, there's, yeah, that's not canonized. No. But some of those, these other spin-off uh, comic books or or, or uh, whatever they, they, they that have been written, not fan fiction, but actual stories. Right. That's not canonized, but there's Yoda had a family. Correct. And a lover. Correct. And things happen. Now, there's also a theory out Life there. Life finds a way. Life always finds a way. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> now, um, there's also a theory out there that it may be a clone of Yoda. No, stop it. I've heard that. A clone is, you you don't clone something and then it grows up. Yeah, it does. You you clone it the same as you. No. Think about all the (laughs) stormtroopers in uh, in the prequels. They're all the same age. Right, but they had to grow up. (laughs) And you remember, Boba was a clone. That's because they cloned a child. Boba was a clone Uh who was Jango's son, and he wanted one for his own that he could raise. Yes. And he was a little guy. Yeah. So, see? You can be a little guy. Now, is the Mandalorian a clone? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I think he... Because they kind of teased it in the uh, first season, you know. his He had a family. Yeah, right. But you never know. That doesn't necessarily mean he was uh, not a clone. Is this documentary available now? Yes, it is. On Disney Plus? It's available on Disney Plus right now. You can go and watch it. Is it just one episode? No, it's going to be a little docuseries. So it's the whole season. I heard I heard eight episodes, but I don't, I'm not sure if I read that 100% correctly. Well, uh, so they'll milk it out, and I'll watch every sec- of single course. second of it. Of course. So will I. Yeah. Tonight. Some of those episodes were 
kind of I could have done without them. Some but, of them were filler episodes, yeah, for sure. And well, that's the truth with any series, isn't it? Yes. There's always the great series, the awesome episodes, and then there's the ones that have to get you to the awesome episode. Right. And there was a few of them that were like the whole ATST, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the planet, and the bad guys had somehow gotten it, which we have no idea how they got it. That was a filler episode. Yeah, yeah. But well, it's good. It's good show. I like it a lot. I love it. And like I said, I'm I'm excited for season two if. And when it comes out. <laughs> now, uh, coming up in segment two, we'll get to our poll question of the week, which is why you like or dislike Star Wars. You can hop on Twitter at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot, and answer that. We'll get your responses in segment two. But before we break here for segment one, uh, Johnny, yeah. our friend Marshall Moore, who yes. was on just a couple weeks ago talking about the Sandlot, he's in the news. Uh, uh, he This uh, from Ashley Moser of KSL. He did an interview with Ashley about he believes he may have contracted uh covid oh no while hosting and working up at sundance oh, film okay, festival okay so not not currently not but now. we're talking before right and i remember back in back in uh, january and february that marshall was in and out of the hospital a bunch really with the respiratory illnesses and they they eventually diagnosed him uh they they said bronchitis and pneumonia and uh something else but they honestly did not know what it was sure and he said he, his doctors couldn't figure it out he said the cough was different my body felt different my breathing was different my doctor said i know there's something wrong with you i can hear it but i can't see it on the x-ray i'm going to call the cdc and see what they think but that did not come back with any answers instead doctors eventually diagnosed him with rsv rhinovirus bronchitis and pneumonia but he's now wondering did i have coronavirus that i got from sundance it, you know there's a lot of talk about it flying around or it was flying around at sundance which makes sense i mean how many people from the world come to park city for that especially from la and california where Correct. there's bigger population and that's been more prevalent among californians well i'm i'm glad that he is doing better obviously yes. if we've talked to him he's feeling better he seems to himself and uh, if it was, he should he should go get the you know the antibody test. So he's man. trying to get now. The antibody test is tricky. You have to check off every little box, and the doctor has to order. And then also, if you get the antibody test, you then have to go out, go back, negative or positive, and get the uh, COVID test. Oh, I don't know about that one. Now I've been watching videos of the COVID test because it's my belief that eventually we're all going to have to do it. Yeah? It's just my guess. Are you, my re- are you ready to have your brain scraped? I'm ready to do it right now. Really? Yep. Can I do it for you? No. I got gloves on. No. You can't do Let you're me not, get, You're not. No. Yes, uh, let's no. do this right now. You're I'm going to get like any three. medical instrument into any nasal cavity of mine. No, come on. Nope. Mm-mm. We'll do it together. Fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Our best to Marshall. And uh, hopefully, uh, it'd be great if he did have it and came through the other side shining on. The, uh, that's good. It's a good sign. It's a lot of hope for people to know that, you know, it, you can get over it. Not everyone is a fatality if you have it and you can beat it. Yes, absolutely. All right. That's segment one. Coming up in segment two, your time to shine here on the Movie Zone at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot. Poll question of the week. Why do you like or dislike Star Wars? <laughs> and bonus points for including your favorite Star Wars gift. There better be no dislikes. That's all I'm saying. There are a couple. Hands. Hands. Is for, <laughs> he didn't even participate because he hates it so much. Coming up next here on the Movie Zone. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far away now You're locked on to the Movie Zone attack. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them Segment two of the Movie Zone. Welcome back. I'm Austin Horton. He's Johnny Lightfoot. For Soundtrack of the Week, since we're talking Star Wars, we went with Johnny's cousin, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> 
and his Star Wars covers. This one, The Saga Begins. Now, come on. Weird Al, everything he does is awesome, isn't it? Well, not everything. Some of his stuff is, like, really dumb. Well, like the accordion stuff. But this stuff is really cool. This is good stuff. And this one came out when the prequels came out in the mid-90s. Yes. And, uh, or the late 90s. It was late 90s. Yeah. And uh, I remember I had a... I loved those so much as a kid. Because I was really into the original trilogy, but it was before my time. Watched it on VHS with our neighbor all the time. I even had little uh, Star Wars toys and things. Okay. And then the prequels came out, and I thought, this is the coolest thing ever. I even had a poster on the back of my door that showed Anakin walking on Tatooine, but his shadow was in the shape of Darth Vader. I know the I know the exact poster yeah. you're talking about, yes. Loved, the, and then this, and he, Weird Al sent this song out, <laughs> released this song. I thought it was perfect. I know every word to that song. Yes, I don't know every word to the Don McLean original of American Pie song. So, anyway. I'm with you there. I actually know both songs, but I prefer to sing that one. <laughs> Soundtrack of the Week, brought to you by Megaplex Cedars, who uh, were per- participated greatly in the Driven to Assist food drive mm. that just ended on the 6th and uh, raised over, I think we gathered almost three tons of food. That's awesome. For the Utah Food Bank during that thing. Good job, everybody. Thank you for your donations and... Way to go. Yep, for sure. And stay tuned. Here in the next couple weeks, Megaplex has some big-time announcements and cool stuff happening. We'll we'll have to hold uh, close to the vest for now, but they've got some stuff coming down the pipeline that I think is going to excite the movie fan in you uh, greatly during this time. All right. He's Johnny. I'm Austin. It's time for your participation in the show. On Twitter, at Johnny Lightfoot, at Austin Horton. We sent we both sent out Star Wars movie polls this week. We did. Now your poll uh, was different than this one. Yes. What yours, was yours was about? Uh, which is your favorite Star Wars? What's your favorite Star Wars? Is it you know? Is it the movies? Is it the cartoons? Is it the prequels? There's so much Star Wars out there. You know, what's your favorite of them all? Yeah. And what would be your answer to that? My, my favorite. I've got to go with the original trilogy, and I have to go with Empire Strikes Back. Which I think a lot of people would say that. Yeah, they. in fact, um, there was just a list put out there of all 11 Star Wars movies. and uh, The full-length feature in full the theater feature. movies. Yes, yeah. yes, the the Skywalker trilogy. Trilogy? It's not a trilogy anymore, is it? No, it's a saga. Yes, it's a full-on saga. Nine movies. Te- yeah, yeah. And then the two spinoffs. The two spinoffs, which I guess technically are attached. Yeah. Um, they, they, they listed them all the way from 11 to 1, and Empire was number one. Okay, what was number two? I believe it was Jedi. Stop it. Which one? The last Jedi? Return. Return? Nah, come on. The correct answer at number one. I'll allow Empire Strikes Back. Okay. But the number one answer, the best Star Wars movie is Rogue One. In fact, recently on Twitter, there was that whole five perfect movies thing going around. I didn't, it didn't quite make my five, but it was my honorable mention. It is in my top 10 movies of all time because it is it has everything. It has just enough humor, just enough of a love story, just enough adventure, just enough fighting, just enough strategy, just enough of a mystery, and it ties so perfectly oh, together. Does it ever. The beginning of the of what feeds into A New Hope. It even had enough wannabe Jedis. Yes, right. They weren't real Jedis. No. They were wannabe they Jedis. They were studying to try and be yes. like a Jedi. And I, I do love the fact how Rogue One ended, and if you you haven't seen it turn the radio off but then quickly turn it back on but i love the fact that they it literally stops where a new hope begins yeah i thought that was so brilliant when they did that and they folded it in perfectly and probably the badassiest scene of all time is in rogue one which one is that when darth vader attacks 
oh. at the very end. So let me ask you though. Oh, love that. Okay, scene. I, I love it too. But the only problem I have is he's he's totally awesome with that lightsaber and blocking the entire all the rebel shots. Uh huh. But in the fr- the original three, he can't. He can't. Doesn't do that. <laughs> well, that's, did he just forget that's it? George Lucas's problem. Not, well, not our problem. That's the only. That's the only thing I have. See, they improved with, on it Johnny. with prequels. That's the only problem I have with prequels when the technology is so much better than the original. Well, what are you supposed to do? Make it bad? No, stop it. <laughs> stop. Don't that right make now. the te- te- look. You can't make Yoda jumping around like he's walking with a cane. Drop his cane. Totally go berserk on uh, sure Count Duco. That's what Duku. Duku, sorry. Did That's what Dooku? the Force does, man. You can use the Force. Yeah, but then you can use the Force to walk, too. No, because as you saw, the Force, if you use it too much and too strongly, it can kill you. Hence, Leia and Luke's undoing. They both sacrificed themselves by using the Force so strongly they died. That's just lazy writing. Okay, get out of here. <laughs> All right, so there was that poll question, and then the uh, the one that we're doing here. What do you like or dislike about Star Wars? So let's read some of our uh, listeners' Wait, answers, shall we? Before you do that, I want to comment on one thing, and I want to get your answer. Okay. Why did, in Rogue One, why was the Death Star upside down? Because it was under construction, and they were on a different planet. But they were floating around, remember? And it was when it attacked the planet, the, the, the satellite dish, if you will, the laser beam that shoots out of it, was yeah. on the bottom, not the top. Because they were attacking planets that were differently positioned than the planets you were used to seeing. But Alderaan, they attacked that planet, and it was that right way? It flipped the other way because they had to turn it to get to Alderaan. So does that mean all the stormtroopers were on their heads? Yes. Okay, just <laughs> shall we clarify that? <laughs> all right, Ben Coombs, he says, uh, what, what do you dislike or like, what do you love or dislike? like about star wars and the bonus points for including your favorite star wars gif he says four five and rogue one are the only movies i love okay but what makes star wars great right, so that would be empire strikes back empire return of the jedi and rogue one and rogue one what makes star wars great are the shows books and games that build off of it real good storytelling and then he includes a gif of asuka with the double lightsaber yes well and, and he's right about that that it was so cool how many spin-off books and stories and fill in the you know the, the void of emptiness that just you and i could have wrote and stuck to canon and it became so cool and yeah. it was huge i've read several of the books they were never as good as the movies to me, but I still enjoyed them a lot. Uh, the toys, the video games, oh, the posters, the clothes, the man. everything. I had it all. Did you? Oh, I did. You ever played the Lego Star Wars game? Yes, it's terrific. I have. I love it. Uh, Riley says the Star Wars is overhyped. I mean, they're not terrible, but just not my cup of tea, I suppose. Next. No, come on. That's, that's fair. <laughs> no, that's fair. It that's is fair. fair. He must be a Trek fan. Uh, Aaron says, I love Star Wars because I watched the original three as a kid. As bad as the prequel trilogy was, it was better than the sequel trilogy. Oh, I disagree. Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie of all time. Aaron's a good guy. And mm. then he includes the gif of Darth Vader on Rogue One suddenly showing up with the lightsaber. <laughs> and he also includes The Rise of Skywalker was just a bad movie. Mm. Should have been an epic film worthy of capping off the saga. The only piece of this movie that actually accomplished that was the Star Wars theme by Samuel Kim in the final trailer. Absolutely amazing. Okay. So there you go. There's Aaron's thoughts. Okay. I, that's fair. That's fair. Prequels better than the sequels? No. Sequels better than the prequels? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, Although, I, I think the prequels get a bad rap. The prequels get a very bad rap. and Jar, not fair. Jar Jar Binks kind of is the, the cause of that. The guy is a senator or, or, or a Jedi or whatever. He's a hero. Sure. <laughs> 
sure. But he's, he's com bad. he's comic relief. He's bad. Yes. That was when George Lucas realized I should probably sell this thing. I'm no good at this anymore. <laughs> Ashton says, I just really enjoyed watching it with my dad and now I'm hooked. Yeah, I can dig that. I watched them all with my mom. Did I ever tell you the story? I think we may have talked about this. My mom used to take me out of school. My mom had the foresight for the original Star Wars, not when it was called A New Hope. It was just called Star Wars, mm -hmm. to get me out of school, and we went and saw it in the theater. And back then, you had to wait in line. No pre-purchase, no assigned seats. You waited in line. You watched the movie. And as soon as the credits started rolling, we got back out and watched it again. Really? Yes. It was that good, huh? We did that with all three of the original <laughs> trilogy. Uh, Shane says, the original trilogy is great. This is my favorite Star Wars gif. Sorry for the language, but it's so funny to me. It's a stormtrooper that <laughs> yes. uh, is holding a holographic uh, of the Senator Palpatine and says, what's this in my pocket? I'm a <laughs> tiny monk. I'm high as bleep. Uh, I like that one, too. Toby says, anyone saying they hate it, and there's a gif of Emperor Palpatine uh, saying, Do good, <laughs> let the hate flow through you. <laughs> Jedi Knight Rider, Ryder Waldron. I love it because of the amazing storytelling, the characters who we love and love to hate, the conflict in Darth Vader, the heroes who come from nowhere, and the underdogs winning, among many other things. Okay. Ryder's a big fan. I think so. Uh, I mean, his name is Jedi Knight Ryder. Hello. Oh, nice play. Some little Hasselhoff there. Lundy. Lundy, uh, Alex Lundberg, producer here at The Zone, said, I don't have enough characters to adequately express why I love Star Wars over tweets, so I'll just settle for my favorite gift, and it's my favorite gift, too. Okay, what is it? So they, it's a baseball game. Oh, <laughs> yes. Between the stormtroopers pitching... Uh, in the field and Darth Vader at the at the plate. Yes. And the stormtrooper pitches the ball. Darth Vader swings with his lightsaber and it hits a hole in the roof, goes up and destroys the Death Star. <laughs> and they all and it flashes back to the baseball field and they all just drop their gloves in the bat and they're like, just like, what oh did we my just gosh. Do? Yeah, exactly. Now, if he was swinging with a lightsaber, wouldn't that have just cut the ball in half? Come on, get out of here. Okay, I'm, I, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Kent says, like, because they're awesome. Incredible special effects, great characters, epic villains. Yeah. He's right. Well, he was absolutely right about the special effects. You think back in uh, the original Star Wars in 77, 78, it was groundbreaking, the effects they did. It's stuff they built the rest of the movies on. Yes, absolutely. what George Lucas did. And, and, I mean, I know they fixed some of them, but way back then, you really couldn't see the strings holding the TIE fighters when they were flying through the sky. You know, you could see a little bit of a, a difference in the, the black space, but... Hmm. But no, they did a great job. Chris says, love. Star Wars defined my childhood and was the common denominator that brought us together as kids. There you go. Uh, absolutely. Like you said, the toys. Man, I remember getting together with my friends and we'd play Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. All the toys, yeah. Chris says, I'm not a Star Wars nerd. I just like them because I'm entertained. Okay, fair enough. Condor Man yes, says- Yes, here we go. I'll always love it, says Condor Man. Now, this is my favorite gif. Why? Because look how bad it is. So what you've got, you've got Luke Skywalker holding his green lightsaber this on- is Return of the Jedi, right? Yes. The very beginning of he's that. A, he's on one of the uh, Jabba's cell barges, mm -hmm. and you see him kick the guy who has uh, who's getting ready to shoot Luke Skywalker, and- Mark Hamill misses him by like a football field, <laughs> but you still see the guy react like he just got kicked in the face. The gun goes flying. That's but, good acting. <laughs> but my favorite is what's going on behind it. Yes. You have Boba Fett, awkward, 
<laughs> I'm just laughing looking at this. Awkwardly flying through the air on strings like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And they obviously just stole this bad guy's outfit from Hogan's Heroes. Oh, clearly. So, uh, clearly. Josh says the expansive universe makes Star Wars great. Uh, we'll just power through these last few ones. Wendy says, Star Wars A New Hope was the first WoW movie for me. Mm-hmm. I was the perfect age, 11, and life was great. I've loved it all since 1977. Christian says, I saw Return of the Jedi when I was super young, and it just hooked me to sci-fi forever. I've always loved the music, the characters, and the stories. Spencer sends in a gif of Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. Kwai Jong Gin. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi fighting Darth Maul. You know he has a certain set of skills. He does. <laughs> and then Austin Frankham, the soldier of the movie zone, sends in all of Yoda's wisdom and a gif of an acid tripping Yoda casting <laughs> Whoa, a spell, <laughs> falling over. Yeah, I love it. So there you go. That's our uh, our poll question of the week: Why you love or dislike Star Wars? Just a couple dislikes. Now let I, and I want to think about that for a second the dislikes now you remember i mean if we really had to think back about return of the jedi it was it was good right yes but you watch it now and it's like really teddy bears in space took yeah. down the emperor mm-hmm. empire i mean mm-hmm. you know and so was it that way because we were kids and we loved it and now we're adults and think totally different so maybe the force awakens sequels you know those three aren't as magical yes and that's 100%. why that's why the dislikes come in. Yes, it's a spe- it's the same as why adults don't like Christmas as much as kids. That's because we have the to spend so much gone. money. Well, if you're Santa, you don't. But if you're buying presents for your kids outside of what they get from Santa, yeah, it's expensive. Yes, it's very expensive. And it's stressful. But yes. the kid, the magic is gone. It's like why I don't enjoy Disneyland anymore. But I loved it as a kid. Yeah. Now it's just crowds and money. Do you love mascots? Like like if you no. saw no. I like, like the jazz bear, and that's it. So if you saw, like, Mickey Mouse, would you want to spin his head around and, you know, give him a noggin knock? Uh, I, no, maybe. <laughs> In high school, we went on a choir trip to Disneyland every year, and uh, we saw the Disney Mickey character take his head off behind the scenes oh, and yes. smoke a cigarette <laughs> with his hand, the Mickey hand under his arm. Was it a guy? Oh, yeah. I always thought it was a, a, a female in there. I think the change. But There's not just one? We're moving on. (laughs) All right, we'll take a break, come back on the other side. We'll go into the archives, talk about a movie that turned me from uh, friendless to popular in junior high. Talk about it next here on the movies. I'll behave. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Final segment here on the Movie Zone this week. I'm Austin Horton here with Johnny Lightfoot. Soundtrack of the week, a reminder, Weird Al Yankovic covers of Star Wars themed. I mean, these are covers of songs, but themed on Star Wars. Brilliant. You like Weird Al. I do. I like Weird Al. I love love how he parodies songs, and I think it's a true honor. Being a musician, if Weird Al was to parody one of my songs, it would just be so awesome, and I would love every minute of it. I know there's certain people out there that (laughs) hated the fact that Weird Al made fun of their music and took it as an insult, but I see it as a total... Thumbs up and like right on. I don't see. I don't think he ever was making fun of their music. No, he was just using their music to be fun. There was certain people in certain genres mm. of music that did not like it. Get over it. Sue him. 
and leave it out of my face. Look, man, if, if someone likes that version of Weird Al's, it's only going to increase your sales of that I song. Agree, so, 100%. hello. <laughs> All right, time now for From the Archives. And this movie made me uh, suddenly I had friends in junior high that I never had friends before mm. just because kids thought this movie was great. And it took me several years to see the movie. Really? I'm surprised. It, well, it was naughty, Johnny. Oh, boy. It's a naughty movie. Not but, that naughty. But Austin Powers. International Man of Mystery. Came out in uh, May of... 97. 97. 23 years ago. You believe that? Craziness. do 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 so, uh, we got some facts and factoids about Austin Powers. You bet we do. Austin Powers, 1997 New Line Cinema. Of course, it was obviously called Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. Most people just refer to it as Austin Powers. Right. It made $53 million in the U.S., and it made $67 million worldwide. Wow. So, not too much of a bump up for the world on that. Yeah. Which I find really interesting. Of course, it was written by Mike Myers- and directed by Jay Roach. Who's Jay Roach? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, featuring Mike Myers, of course, as Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. Elizabeth Hurley as Vanessa Kensington. Michael York, who I loved as Basil. Mm-hmm. Mimi Rogers as Mrs. Kensington. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert Wagner as number two. And, of course, a lot of people's first introduction to Seth Green as Scott Evil. Who uh, that role was initially offered to uh, someone else? Uh, that uh, who was it? Oh, uh, Colin Colin uh, Yost. Really? No, not Yost. What's his name? Oh, oh, the guy that used to be on MTV. Um, Colin, 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 Colin. God, he's a comedian. He was on SNL forever. He was also in Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, uh, Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Yeah. You know, I I think Colin Quinn would have been too old for that. Yeah, maybe. 97. He was just ending his run on SNL. Well, you know, speaking of roles that were supposed to be someone else, do you know that uh, Jim Carrey was supposed to be in the movie? What was he going to play? Jim Carrey was originally going to be Dr. Evil. Really? Yes. Interesting. But he turned it down to do Liar Liar. Okay. Which was also released, I believe, in 97? Yes. Good move by Jim Carrey. Good move, but I think good move in general, not yes. just for Jim Carrey's career, but the fact that Mike Myers played both Austin and Dr. Evil is what made that so funny. The charm of the yes. whole character. Yeah. But I can see that going. Like Mike Myers said, we got to get Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then he quit and Mike said, you know what? I'll just do it. Yeah. I'll just do it. <laughs> That's pretty good. But I love it. So this movie, I don't know if you knew this, but it didn't have a huge success. When it first came out in the theaters. Kind of flopped. It kind of flopped, but it had a much bigger, it became a much bigger hit when it was finally released on uh, VHS. Hmm, really? That's where it really spawned its greatness. Wow. So I don't know if people just didn't get it or just didn't see it. I don't know. Yeah. I, it seemed very popular the whole time to me. But And I love this one right here. This is a little uh, interesting fact. Did you know there was supposed to be a Wayne's World 3? No, I didn't. Yes. Originally, there was going to be a Wayne's World 3. However, Mr. Mike Myers chose not to do it because he wanted to focus on a parody of James Bond movies. Really? (laughs) Smart choice, bad choice? Uh, Smart choice. Oh, big time smart choice. I think the Wayne's World was done at one. Yeah. Two was okay, but it wasn't great. Wayne's World movie was better than the Wayne's World sketches. Oh, by far. But we didn't need another one. No. And obviously, Mike Myers thought that same thing. Do you want to hear some sacrilege? Yes. I don't think we need more than one Austin Powers. 
Ooh. Really? Even though, even though we got some pretty cool characters, pretty funny characters later on, like the fat guy, yes. we'll call him, yeah, and we- uh, the gold guy, yes. we'll call him. Yes. But still. I really love the spy who shagged me. Okay. I, I I thought that was hilarious. I thought, I'm not going to say her last name, but Felicity, uh-huh. which was played by Heather Graham, who was one of my secret crushes. Is she? I absolutely thought that whole character was brilliant. Mm. I wanted more. No? You're not feeling that? Yeah. I could have done without those movies. Well, do you know who Daniel Craig is? Of course. The current, I think the sixth James Bond, yeah. right? He went on record saying... Austin Powers messed up the entire James Bond franchise. <laughs> it did turn it into a bit of a joke for a while. It did. Yeah. It really did. And I, I find that funny. I mean, obviously now it's it's back. Well, James Bond used to be taken seriously. Those movies were made seriously. Right. And now, since Austin Powers, they've <laughs> been looked back on as campy and funny. Yes. Then speaking of that, uh, Austin Powers was released seven months before Tomorrow Never Dies. Really? Yes. Wow. And I wonder how much that had affected the uh, box office for Tomorrow Never Dies. Never know. So there you go, Austin Powers from the archives. 23 years ago this week. Craziness. All right, Johnny. Good job, man. Thanks, buddy. That's you good. too. I love the I love the archive segment. I really like it too, man. That's that's movies I grew up with as a kid because I'm an old man now, and <laughs> I absolutely just love talking about them because there's still stuff I put on to this day and love. You never know what will bring you away next week, so make sure you tune in to the Movie Zone. Thanks for participating. Uh, loved all your Star Wars answers as well. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you next week on the Movie Zone.